Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion, Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. I'm Reginald Atatula here with you alongside... The three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you down. Larry Flores on the ones and twos for us this evening. Shout out to my man there. And thank you for rolling with us on a Friday, the last day before uh, we get to Christmas. Mm -hmm. Or at least the last day for us. Christmas weekend. Yes, Christmas weekend. Uh, Obviously, Cowboys, Dolphins weekend. Uh, We're leading up to Mavericks getting uh, getting some basketball tonight. Tomorrow night, and then of course Christmas night as well. Like, there's a lot Three of games sports. Four nights, a lot of really, really mm-hmm. merry sports weekend here in the DFW. They're gonna slide in some college football as well. You know, That's right, all the bowl games, still bowl yes. season for sure. And it's crazy because like I, when I get into this time, it's just like bowl season for me, and so I don't remember what the actual bowls are. I just know, all right, there's some bowls on, and then I'll go and I'll check and see what the bowls actually are for the day or for the week or whatever. Once upon a time, I used to know what cities the bowls used to be in, little towns or whatever. Man, they got so many sponsors and they changed the name so much. I don't know who and where the Poland weed eater and what used to be the Fiesta. I, mean, I can go down and, well, the Fiesta's in Phoenix, but still, you know what I'm saying. The, the one that gets me still is the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl uh, yeah. because that one used to be in, like, Tampa, uh-huh. and then now it's in a, it's the Pinstripe Bowl, Bad Boy Mowers. It, it, and anyways, that's a, whole, that's a whole different thing. The fact of the matter is we appreciate you being with us here tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're very excited to keep you company until 11 p.m. on this Friday evening. We'll obviously talk some maps, talk some hoops, all those types of things. But we begin by talking about the team that, you know, has a lot of focus right now. Uh, you know, a big record, however, big questions as well with your Dallas Cowboys, who this weekend will be traveling to uh, Miami to play the Miami Dolphins. And so, um, I do want to get a feeling for what you are expecting in this game. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. You can also see our smiling faces by searching mm-hmm. 105 through the fan on YouTube or hitting up twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Camp. Shout out to all of you that consume that way. But what are you expecting from this game? And before I even begin with what we're expecting, CA, I do want to ask you, What's your level of concern in this game, considering that Tyron Smith, remain, didn't, again, did not uh, participate in walkthroughs today. Um, Zach Martin did, and when asked earlier today, Mike McCarthy on Sean and RJ with Sean and Bobby um, said that he was more, or uh, sorry, the right phrasing is Zach was ahead of Tyron. And that's a little concerning because the Tyrant thing seemed to pop up after we knew Zach, Zach left the game in Buffalo. Yeah. Tyron did not. And then we got the back pop up on Wednesday, was it? that mm-hmm. All of a sudden that showed up on 
the uh, on the injury report, and now it seems like Tyron is behind uh, Zach Martin. So, assuming that the, what we're seeing is right, Zach Martin seems to be gearing up to probably play. Tyron Smith might not, and Zach Martin, we're even still wondering if he'll actually play. So, what what are your concern levels when it comes to just this offensive line for the Cowboys as they head towards Miami? Looking at the uh, injury report this afternoon that came out, uh, Tyron ain't playing. Mm. He's listed as doubtful. Let me tell you why he ain't playing, and it'd be a miracle. First of all. He's not going to play if it's going if, if he can't function, and you know he's a Hall of Fame, um, you know, left tackle. So you you expect him to be as best he could be. At the same time, they got him listed as doubtful. They say this year, any player that's been listed as doubtful has not played for the Cowboys, mm. so he ain't playing. The other thing about it is it stops this streak. The Cowboys' um, offensive line has been intact with the starters for seven consecutive games until this coming Sunday. Yeah. And that's going to be because Tyron will probably, more than likely, 99.9% because he's doubtful and nobody listed as doubtful has played for the Cowboys this year, no matter what their position. He's listed as doubtful. Zach is listed as questionable. So I'm expecting him to try to play. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that means he's going to try. Um uh, Adoga, uh, Chumi Adoga, who's going to fill in for us. Uh, yeah, it seems like Tyron. he, I mean, he was the go-to last time your tackle mm-hmm. was out. We had the whole conversation about moving Tyler Smith out. Now the... Um, no, Tyler's staying where he is the rest right, of the Right, right. Now, now we have that uh, that standard set where Chumi mm-hmm. Adoga will play left tackle should Tyron Smith not be able to go. And, of course, as you're illustrating, it's highly unlikely that highly it goes. Unlikely. Now, you're going to have to deal with the likes of Bradley Chubb, who was fantastic last week. Um... Isn't it amazing he winds up with Fangio again? Yeah, yeah. three quarterback hits last. From the Denver connections. Three sacks, three quarterback hits, a couple tackles for a loss. I mean, this guy is trending up in the right way. Obviously, always been a very good player, right, to begin with. I don't Mm want to make it seem like he's just turning it on, but it is getting to a high level. So, you know, that – I look. This is a, this is a defense that gets pressure with four and Bradley Chubb's over there. What are your concerns or what are your thoughts about this offensive line? Knowing that in order for the offense to do what you need them to do, show up for your defense, make sure that you give your defense cover with the challenge that they have. Dak Prescott needs to stay upright, and your tackles are a big part of that. You spoke about this last night, and I'm gonna follow up what you said. Tony Pollard has showed he can pass protect now. Mm-hmm. It's like look at here, we got some help. You you don't you're not missing Zeke in that particular phase of the game. Uh, with that being said, the Cowboys are going to have to have some chunk plays, and I said this on the crosstalk. They're going to have to score first if they have a shot at winning this game. If they're going to play from behind, it's going to play into Miami's hands just like it played into Buffalo's hands. I'm not saying that Miami's not going to try to throw the ball at all, but guess what? The Miami Dolphins can beat you several different ways, even though they haven't, quote-unquote, beat a big-name team like you know they were saying about the Cowboys. They haven't beaten anybody. Well, here's the deal. They've seen the – what the Buffalo Bills did with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys' best defense is their offense, and the Cowboys have got to march down the field and score first. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, whether or not it's on the first drive, and I I agree with what you're saying. I hear you, but I'm saying, like, even if it's not on the first drive, they need to be successful against this defense. And, of course, the narrative then comes up, right? Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator. He's the signal caller for that defense. He's the one that said in Denver, I've got the blueprint. There you go, 2021. Yeah, that's when they beat him down here in 2021. And so with that being the case, uh, again, I'm going to turn to the head coach's words, Mike McCarthy, when he joined Sean and RJ and Sean and Bobby this morning. Um, when And they asked him, how does Vic Fangio make things difficult on an offense's game plan? This is cut three. 
Well, I, I think like anything, when you when you look at a coordinator, you, you first, you know, you look at his scheme. You know, where's the challenges as far as utilization of personnel? How does he react to your personnel? You know, and, and then you and then you look at the fundamentals in, in the teachings and the discipline of, you know, how the, how how their guys are playing. And I think really, if you're looking at coordinators, uh, particularly you know someone like Vic that that's been in multiple places, um, you know, his, his defenses have always played consistently too high scheme and, mm-hmm. and excellent fundamentals. And, that, and that's, to me, that's, that's a good, that's a good defensive coordinator. So, um, and that's what you see in Miami. You can see that in the earlier, earlier tapes, you know, um, that, you know, they, they weren't as, as clean as, you know, they're probably, you know, weren't as clean as they are now. So it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of scheme, a lot of things that they make you work. Uh, but it's a, you know, it's, it's a team that has excellent pass rush. They do, you know, excellent job taking the ball away you know the corners are top notch so uh this is this is a very very good challenge for us yeah that's he was telling the truth at the end there the first part he's talking coach speak but when he told the truth about the uh cover two yeah that's the truth for those who are not familiar with what fangio said was the the blueprint let me refresh everybody 2021 when the cowboys got destroyed by the broncos here at AT at&t stadium fangio after the game said he came up with the blueprint and then other teams started doing the exact same thing what it was was most teams, when Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott came into the league, they stayed in a box out of respect for Ezekiel Elliott. The running game was, was on fire for all these years. And Fangio said, I'm not going to be in the box. I'm just going to flood the secondary. And so that's what he started doing, seven and eight guys in the secondary. Uh, Tampa 2, he was having the, the, the cover two at the top. And Dak would not throw into it, which is why Amari Cooper – you know, did not get a thousand yards. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's when Stephen Jones said, "We're going to trade you for a, a 50, 50 cent piece, a, a fifth round pick." The whole point I'm trying to make is the rest of that season, other defensive coordinators kept doing this this cover two defense, and Dak would not throw into it. Last year he did and had 15 picks, including a lot of receivers. You know, dropping the ball or balls bouncing off their fingertips. But Fangio's whole game plan was. I'm not going to respect the Cowboys running a game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be in a box. I'm. I'm gonna dare them to throw the ball. And Dak Prescott would not throw the ball this year. He's throwing the ball, and that's why Dak at the ganger yesterday. I was out mm-hmm. there at the Star. Somebody said something about Fangio and the the blueprint. He said, "Who said that?" He said, "Fangio." He said, "That's 2021." And Dak said that immediately. Like we don't do that s no more. Yeah, well, I mean, the Vic Fangio defense, as you you know, kind of alluded to, is just the idea is umbrella coverage. Make sure that you're not getting beat deep, and then force them to kind of work underneath. Um, from the two one four, they say the Bills did the same. But if you're just talking about the safeties, one thing that the Bills do that the Dolphins inherently don't, and Fangio defenses just don't in general. The Bills did a lot of disguising coverages as well, and so I think that that also adds a layer of you know difficulty when it comes to reading a reading what's happening and reacting. Right, and that takes a little bit of time, makes the quarterback work yeah, a little bit and more. To and add to you what you're saying there, Tony Pollard was telling me this in the pregame mm-hmm. interview. He said they disguised the defense yeah. with the same players. Yeah. It's not like, okay, they're going to bring in a different set at the last minute and, and do some quick change. No, they have the same guys, and then when the quarterback gets under the, under the center, they start moving around. Yeah, uh, Fangio defenses are a little bit easier to see uh, what exactly is coming, so – I think that especially with the ways in which Dak Prescott is good at, you know, kind of breaking down and reading defenses, particularly Mm -hmm. pre-snap, I I feel a level level of uh, comfort in the idea that 
They have the pieces. They have Jake Ferguson, who's been good uh, over the middle of the field. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb is a is a catch-all in being able to do that, especially I, I'm interested to see if uh, they have Jalen Ramsey cover him and follow him across the field. Yes, God. Because um, I, I think that they have the capability of doing this. Now, when it comes to the Cowboys' defense, they, they've been, they have been the talk of the town um, in this one. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill comes up if he plays, right? We're not certain. He's listed as questionable now. He, pla- he practiced today. I looked at the Miami practice. Okay. Right. Uh, well, let's assume that he plays and ask Mike McCarthy. This is cut one here, Larry. Uh, what do you think of Tyreek as a weapon in this offense? I think uh, Tyreek is a is a dynamic football player, and I, and I think he, you know, he is out of the category of a receiver or, you know, just a weapon because you know he, you see him do it from multiple positions, and, you know, and, that, and that's that's part of the the challenge because obviously he can you know get vertical, but also the, getting the ball underneath is is also very impactful uh, just for the way he the way he goes with the ball in his hand. So and you know and I think that. The offense uh, stressing the perimeter, particularly the contain elements and the force elements, over and over again, uh, you know, really lays up well for him. So, uh, but yes, he's uh, very, very. I mean, his tapes, his tapes is really impressive. Is this uh, Mike McDaniel offense very? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that that was very insightful because when we think about Tyreek Hill, it's easy for us to just think about the north and south of it yeah. and breaking the top of it. And look, he can do that, right? The, the, the safeties, the quarterbacks are going to have to be very aware. But there's the east and west of this offense, both in the running game, obviously, A-Chan and Mostert are going to challenge you in those ways. But then Tyreek Hill, I think that you're going to see a lot of screens, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins, with their speed in particular, if they see a defense that's going to put pressure on Tua Tungvaluwa, which hello, Michael Parsons, uh, Tank Lawrence, Osa mm-hmm. Digzua, like uh, Dante Fowler getting up the field, like they're going to try and use that aggressiveness against the Cowboys. So the Cowboys, particular linebackers are going and safeties are going to have to be a very aware of getting you know east and west, and particularly watching screens because I think that getting the ball to those playmakers, those fast guys, not just uh, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and obviously mm-hmm. the running backs, as I mentioned. Um, getting those guys in space is going to be something that the Cowboys are going to need to do. Now, this is a fast defense, but they're going to have to be on their P's and Q's. They're a very fast defense, and the Buffalo game, I, you know, I was in the locker room yesterday, and most of those defensive guys were saying, we're going to be who we are. They're not like mm-hmm. making any kind of adjustments, saying, okay, we got to watch out for the run, even though Miami's got a, a stellar running attack. You know, They're known for the pass, but they can run the ball as well. They're not making major adjustments because you know, Buffalo ran it down their throats. Buffalo's much more physical than Miami, and the and the uh, Cowboys can t- use that to their advantage as far as rushing the quarterback and 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 just being aware and not no and knowing they're not going to get drove. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the Cowboys, I hate to say this, but the, it's a fact they just don't have big linebackers. They have safeties playing linebacker as well. It's part of their big nickel packages and all the look. Dan Quinn has used the dime defense more than any team in the NFL. And the second most team to use the, the dime is not even close. It's like they he uses the dime three times as much as anybody else. Yeah. And that's small guys. We're talking yeah. about Personnel. safeties yeah. and, and, and corners. So if they're going to have the speed to keep up with Miami, I'm just wondering how much Miami's going to try to do with the Buffalo thing. Are they going to be true to themselves? Because the Cowboys defensive players are saying to me yesterday, we're going to be what we are. Yeah. 
Which I mean, and they also was were noting that Buff they didn't get a takeaway from Buffalo, and they're going to try to force takeaways from from Miami. They think that's going to be their secret weapon, their secret sauce. Yeah, I mean, takeaways has been very vital to this defense. Um, even when they sometimes the, they lead the league. Sometimes if they start giving away or giving up yards, that takeaway will level the playing field and do more mm. than that. Um, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that the players in the locker room said that they're going to do them because I wonder how that goes to not just you talk about play calling from a personnel standpoint from a coverage standpoint because obviously you talk about the speed and that's the first thing that comes up when you talk about this Miami defense typically against speed you want to be uh, playing man is tough because that's just one-on-one can you Mm -hmm. run as fast as that dude and for a lot of the guys over there the answer is no and that's that's no shade in that being your answer however uh, against Miami very few and for that reason rather very few teams run man this defense runs a lot of man coverage. Uh-huh. And so are they going to stay true to that man coverage and trust these guys to be able to cover the speed of the Miami Dolphins? Or are they going to maybe add in a little bit more zone elements to maybe help these guys be able to cover the speed that the Miami Dolphins present in the passing game? This is part of the chess match. And part of the chess match is what to do with Micah Parsons. When Buffalo ran at him mm-hmm. and ran away from him, they were very successful. If Miami's going to do what they normally do, which is pass the ball, Micah Parsons is so damn fast, he can get to Tua. And the reason he can get to Tua is because the only weakness of the Miami Dolphins is their offensive line. So, if Especially go- this week with all the injuries they've exactly. had. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be on Micah Parsons to have an impact early if the Cowboys' defense is going to flourish. If they're going to flourish. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that this ends up working a lot better for the Cowboys than last week. I don't know that the Dolphins are going to try and attack the defense in the same way. Now, here's the big thing. If they do get up and line up in the same way that the, the, the Bills did this and try and do it that way and have some level of success, uh, big problems, right? But big problem. I think that this, this does pose a more interesting challenge, and I do think the offense will be significantly more involved in the game for the Cowboys. Here's just, so, just so wild, yeah. though. I, and I'm bringing up this Buffalo thing again because it worked so effectively with the, yeah, with the Cowboys. Yeah, of course. Right. For those who aren't keeping up with Josh Allen, going into that game, he led the league with 30 touchdown passes. 30. He didn't have to throw 400 yards. Not only that, he was leading the league in picks and, and fumbles. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to do either one of them. You see where I'm going with this? In other words, he didn't have to carry the team. Yeah. And if the Cowboys had their de- defense predicated on, we're going to st- stop Josh Allen, we're going to not throw any touchdown passes, we're going to make him c- c- get the takeaways, it didn't work. So that's what you have a fear of if you're a Cowboy fan saying, what is Dan Quinn going to do? Because Dan Quinn got exposed by Buffalo. And they talk about it. Dan Quinn mentioned this. Mike McCarthy mentioned this earlier today. They missed a lot of tackles, and it's funny yep. because when Dan Quinn mentioned this, we talked about this maybe Monday or Tuesday on the Get Right, the idea that the secret sauce is tackling in a way, and I was like, that feels a little simplistic, but one of the things about it is you're not going to be able to change what the defense is. Right. However, within that, if you tackle better, this goes a lot better. You and know what's so, so sad, though? I'm going to tell you what's so sad. What is that? A lot of those tackles, it wasn't about the tackle. They were having them wrapping around them and the running backs were carrying them on their backs. And so if, if they're more effective tackling tragic. if they're more effective tackling, I think that also helps all of this situation. Have to go down low. But round the waist. I'm not saying these. Round the waist. Something. Because I'm I'm telling you, they were dragging, dragging people down the field. And they were wrapped up. They weren't letting go. It wasn't like they broke loose. They were dragging them. It was a sad thing. So that's that's kind of what we're expecting to see. Um, Cowboys, Miami Dolphins, you'll hear that right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. You'll even hear C.A. with the uh, player profile. Who's the player profile this week, C.A.? Dante Fowler? 
Fowler. Ooh, that's He's from South Florida. He got to come up with some Christmas tickets, man. I'm telling you. And he's also <laughs> going to talk about the run game, the takeaways, all those things that the Cowboys defense have to worry about. Absolutely. Uh, pre-game starts 1230 live from the studios here. Zach Wolchuk, Brian Broaddus. Guys of the uh, G-Bag Nation, they'll get you going after mm-hmm. C.A. and Blake give you the Specs pre-game show. You'll hear from uh, Kevin Burkhart. Live from the field, um, and then also Jimmy Cefalo, who's the a play-by-play voice for the Dolphins. Yeah, he does. They do call him that on the on the commercials for Fox yes, Sports. It's the get right right he here. Said on the players are calling him that now. Are they really? He said NFL players. He's got to be sick. Bit KKK. That's yeah. in, that's hilarious. Uh, coming up next on the get right, uh, it, we're in the Christmas spirit, right? The yeah. holiday spirit. What is uh, on the wish list for? Some of the NFL teams around the league. One thing for every 32. We might not get to all 32, but we'll definitely talk about your Cowboys and we'll do it next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's the grit. It's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. I almost said grit right uh, because here uh, in the break, myself and Chris Arnold, the three-time Hall of Famer who we're, who's hanging with us uh, on this Friday evening, we're talking about who the starting lineup was for your Dallas Mavericks. Is you might know a ton of the Mavericks that you're used to seeing are out in this one. Uh, let's see if I can round them off right quick. Uh, right. Derek Lively's not playing. Kyrie Irving is not playing. Josh Green's not playing. Of course, Max Kleb is not playing. And Luka Doncic is out. As well, Seth Curry was a questionable. He is playing in this game. And, and your starters were yes, Markeith Morris, Grant Williams, Derek Jones Jr., airplane mode, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Jalen Hardy. And if you were ever concerned at all, if Tim Hardaway Jr. starting would kind of throw him off his game, uh, not necessarily. He's already gotten six shots up. He yep. is he is in full effect down hmm. in Houston. One to, one of eight. Well, I wasn't going to bring that part up. I, <laughs> well, I, he I, could get, you know, he's not going to stop shooting. That's right. Miracles happen. Shooter's mentality. You know, in that last game against the Clippers, I kid you not, in the first half, the Mavericks got three offensive rebounds. They First, he shot the ball, offensive rebound. He, they gave it to him again, shot it again. I'm talking about like back to back to back to back. He kept missing. And finally, he had a three. Then he had another three. Then he had another three. That's how they came back. He can be streaky sometimes. This Scary year has been streaky. a little bit better than streaky, I would yeah, say. I think he's driving to the basketball. And a streak needs to happen today. The Mavs are down 18-8 uh, to eight right now to the Rockets, who have been streaky in their own right, 
Mm-hmm. They'll they'll do something like win three or four and then mm-hmm. lose three or four. And it's the it's the league's second best defense by defensive rating. However, they also over the last few games have given up some like 130, 120 some game uh, points yeah. a game. They're a young team, but they're dangerous and they're dangerous at home. They're eleven and two at home. One of mm-hmm. the best records in the league. They're thirteen and twelve overall. The Mavericks sixteen and eleven. And nine and five on the road, one of the best road records on the in the league. So we'll keep you up to date with what's happening down in Houston. I will be. I never lie to you, the listener, and being completely honest, don't have a lot of hope for the Mavs here. But you know what? Yeah. Sometimes they like uh, showing me and proving me wrong when that's the case. So we'll again, we'll keep you up to date. But in the festive spirit, as it's holiday season around these parts, and I guess around a lot of parts, it's not just special here. However, uh, you know. We, we try and integrate that with our sports uh-huh. and with very many NFL teams. Every NFL team needs a little bit of a, of a gift. A so holiday cheer. Yes. So we're, we're just going to borrow our friends at um, CBS Sports and look at the gift that they are deciding to give to every NFL team in the league. I hope it's not fruitcake. Please don't say they pass around that fruitcake. I don't. The gift that I'm not they sure pay, if I have fruitcake. That's the re-gift that's the, that's the gift. gift. Oh, does it does it last that long? Does it hold? I I don't know. Nobody eats it. They just pass off to somebody else. How long? But that's what I'm saying. How, what's the shelf life? Is it like year to year? People are passing off the same fruitcake. No. Is it just years it's long like, of fruitcake? No, it, no, within that week, that that later that day. Okay, very good. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Yay or nay on on fruitcake? Uh, while we do that, CA, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you determine where we go. Who should we give a gift to first around the NFL? What team? Let's start with the Cowboys. All right, the Dallas Cowboys. And for them, uh, CBS Sports Santa says, the Dallas Cowboys, your gift is kind of twofold. An Eagles loss uh, to the Giants yeah. and someone else being the Niners. And I'm going to go ahead and throw out the Ravens on on Christmas. That'll work. Because And, and look, it, it, see, it seems very man. simplistic, right? Uh, but what this team needs more than anything Playoff success mm-hmm. and what will go a long way in that? Getting this team first place, right? Getting this team as yes. many home games as possible because we've seen the road and home and road splits. And I mean, even Mike McCarthy talked about it earlier today. Like, there's something in there. And so we, I mean, we have enough data in the subset at this point to be able to be like, look, something's happening on the road. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, your idea is, like, well, just go fix it. Sure. But I'd rather just go to a place where it's like, hey, try and fix it. But in case you didn't, play at home. Here's what's so wild. It's very possible. The Giants play the Eagles twice. Mm-hmm. The Giants have been decent. I'm not going to say they're Frisky. great. Frisky. They lost that last game to New Orleans, but guess what? New Orleans put up a hell of a fight against uh, uh, the Raiders last night. Here's what I'm looking at. Rams. It's Rams. I got you. It's very possible that the Giants, because Giants and the Eagles have a, a fierce rivalry too. It's not you, like. You throw out the records in a, yeah. in a division game, and don't then you? That's what they say. The Ravens are the hottest team in the AFC. We know the 49ers are for real, but guess what? Anything's possible. If the Ravens win and the Giants win, the Cowboy and the Cowboys win their last three games, the Cowboys would have the best record in the NFC. And like you said, they would then have home games, a home field advantage. From the 979, kind of wants a different gift for the Cowboys. A run defense is a big gift. I'm I'm still wondering, like, obviously, this is not the greatest run-stopping team in the world by any means, right? But I'm not certain. I feel like we got to see last week the lowest point. And so I think that that's still tainting a lot of our perspective. And I think we're also maybe, I'm still, I've been trying to figure out all week, what's the right amount of accounting to uh, attribute to jo- Jonathan Hankins playing in the middle. Big Bang Hanks, he seems to have shown up so big so many times during the season. They didn't even use the middle. 
they were going to the edges. And here's what's so crazy. I think Cowboy fans could understand it more had that been, give me a big name, Saquon Barkley or somebody, or even King Henry. But no, James Cook, nobody heard of him, even though he had four consecutive 100-yard running games going into that game. Their new offensive coordinator, who was Joe Burrow's coordinator when they won the national championship at LSU, talking about Brady. Not, 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 not. Joe Brady. Yeah, Joe Brady. Joe Brady mm-hmm. is the new offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, and he believes in balanced attack, which is why Cook had, like, this is about five games in a row for him for over 100 yards. And he had 179 against the Cowboys. And so, again, a lot of fans don't keep up with that part. They just say, who the hell is this running back running down the Cowboys' throat? That's, they could understand if it was Derrick Henry. They could understand if it was Saquon. They could understand if it was some name running back. That's why they're like, oh, hell. Our defense isn't any good because they they don't recognize the name. And look, I'm not saying you're wrong necessarily in the run defense. I think that I think what might go a lot further is getting that first place and you know figuring it out from there. But you know what? We can figure this out. We can see what this ultimately is. But that is the gift for the Cowboys: an Eagles loss to the Giants, and let's say the Ravens beating the Niners. Any other teams you want to give a gift here? Ca Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas the, the team City. that used to be the Dallas Texans. Buddy, I feel like this might be the easiest one that we can give, but wide I just want to go by the book here. Wide, receiver? wide receivers who can catch the football. And notice Boom. receivers with an S, because I don't think one of them will do. I think at this point they're in such a way where it'll be we'll lock down that dude and then what else, right? Mm-hmm. I th- it's crazy to see a dude that universe, and you know we don't agree on nothing around these parts, right? When it comes to sports, it's just it's 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 made for the debate in a way. Everybody, I mean everybody in sports, is like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, he had greatest one, greatest one in the league. Yep, and no doubt that dude has been so frustrated that he is lashing out at everybody. Mm. He's lashing out at refs. He's la- lashing out at the league. Like he's just and lashing Josh out. Josh Allen, and that's his boy. Yeah, that's his golf buddy. Because of them wide receivers, like th- it's bad. It's that bad when you get to that point. So yeah, no, that feels like a great gift for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and that feels like that'd be a gift that really would upset everybody else. Because if the AFC feels so much more open like this, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It's wide open now. It's not Kansas City's to lose. It's uh, like anybody can win this. Even the Cleveland Browns could sneak in there. And they don't even have a real quarterback except for Joe Flacco. Yeah. That Their defense, defense is legit. Defense is a problem. Miles is for real. Yeah, the Cleveland Arlington Browns Martin's defense zone. is a problem. Uh, any other teams that we want to give a gift? Yeah, let's talk about Cleveland since we brought them up. That's fair enough. We'll go to the AFC North to see what the Cleveland Browns can get. And, oh, hey, look, consistently good quarterback play. Yeah. Right? Um, and you get closer to that with uh, Joe Flacco. I've actually been thinking a lot about the idea that they went with Joe Flacco as opposed to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, who actually should be coming back. Like, he's, he should be back from— I think the only reason they took Flacco is yeah. for his brain and the fact that he had let he had put like this. Some quarterbacks every now and then get the itch to throw the ball a lot. You know what I'm saying? Because they think they can. Yeah. Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl by letting uh, Ray Lewis and the defense defend. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, he showed up. I so, want to. I want to give him his his oh, credit. Yeah, he did that, show that up. playoff run, and he bet on himself, and that's why he got paid big money. But at the same time, he's smart. He's an older quarterback who's smart, and he knows how to play within himself and let a defensive, a dominant defense dominate. I think that's why they slid it. They slid him in there. Yeah. Again, I don't know if he can turn it on like he did ten years ago. Yeah, I'm. I'm not certain. I feel like that's an unfair expectation. But again, I think that part of it is this: is the idea of something a little bit more consistent. Putting Dorian Thompson Robinson in a young quarterback, even though I think he has more, uh, more ability. Yeah, he does. Because um, like I said, Joe Flacco's got a brain. That's and it. Yeah, Joe Flacco's seen a lot more in this league, and I'd imagine he has more to draw on. But if you can get consistent play out of him, which we're giving him as a as a gift. 
you know, so Merry Christmas, Joe Flacco and the uh, and the Cleveland Browns. We got a Tolo from the 773 says, give me the Vikings. What kind of gift can they get? All right. And he's guessing a quarterback. Let me let me let me get to where I need to get to right quick. And the Minnesota Vikings, a worthy successor to the to Kirk Cousins, which is a, a gift that keeps giving That's that quarterback, right? Because that is their biggest question, right? And they, it's one of the reasons why Kirk Cousins has remained there for as long. I know that they went and got him, and they went and gave him big money, and they gave him a really good contract. But ultimately, they've existed in this place, and Kirk Cousins does this. He's good enough that you have to keep him, but he's he's just not good enough to the point where you're like, I we need to find somewhere else to go. They they said in the summer. In the offseason, yeah, that they be they were planning on moving off from him. Correct. This year. Yes, and then he got hurt. And also, like I mean, look, he's he's also in a place where he's a free agent by the end of the season, uh-huh. and it's just like now, now what? Because you have not been a position, you not been in a position to go get a quarterback in part again because he's he's that good. And so in this league, it's just so hard to go find those. And he is so happy up there. You saw that documentary. Got a little yeah. log cabin house, wife and kids. Everybody's happy up there. He, you know, he from Michigan anyway, so he, that part of the country he's, he's but he, good he's with. also about getting his money. You know, so that's one of the things oh, I respect. He but. piled that thing up. In fact, him and his agent gave Dak and his agent the formula. Seriously, that's who he consulted. Interesting. Yeah, Dak Prescott and Todd. Um, Todd France. France. Todd France. I almost said Todd Monken because I've been yeah. thinking about this uh, Niners Ravens oh, yeah. game. Speaking of Niners, what are the Niners gift? Niners don't need anything. Y'all don't get nothing. They sure don't need nothing. <laughs> We're we, we not giving y'all nothing. Y'all don't need nothing at this point. But uh, uh, technically, what we're giving them is a healthy Trent Williams and Debo Samuel because we see the difference in that team. Three when, game losing streak when they lost. Yeah, and it, it looked, when they got hurt. Rather. Yeah, it looked different when those when mm-hmm. those two weren't healthy. Those two are healthy, and it's just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's the best team in the league. That's tough. Philadelphia. Don't the, say Jalen Hurts being healthy. Well, is that what it is? It's not just Jalen Hurts. It's the entire offense. Giving them just a, a clue. Like, let them figure out how to get back on track. And that thing changes how well, that whole team well, goes. Let, let me say what the, yeah. the real deal is, because I learned this from you. Bring back the offensive coordinator. Well, that's tough, because that, that <laughs> offensive He's coordinator a is now. a head coach who is coach? doing his magic over there, too. Right? They yeah. got Gardner Minshew yep. and upside-down question mark around that offense. And there, and I mean, again, no, no disrespect to Michael Pittman Jr. Right, like I understand. Um, and then obviously Jonathan Taylor. Right, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like it's just, yeah. it's not, it's not built in such a way where you would anticipate getting this type of result out of it. It's, Shane Syke is a great play caller, and exactly. So that's he's got, he's got his he own is. crew. He's got his own crew, and letting uh-huh. him do that. It's like I, I don't that's know why that you I can feel get him back. Struggling. I'm just keeping it real. I imagine I learned that from you. I, I definitely imagine that's a good part of why they are struggling as well. But those are some of the some of the gifts that we would give to uh, some of the teams like that. around the NFL during the holiday season. In one more? Please do. What's up? The Cowboys opponent, Miami Dolphins. Okay, just for, just for S's and grins. That's right. Uh, the Miami Dolphins in the AFC East. Uh, you would give them a Week 18 that isn't for the AFC East title. Ooh. So the, the idea that hey, get that done early would be the dun, gift dun, for them. Um, it's all on the line. Well, hopefully that they they have to work for it because your Cowboys have an opportunity to play them on Sunday. Again, you can hear that broadcast right Week here 16. on your home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. And coming up next, we'll take you around the NFL. We'll do it next on The Fan. See, now the Mavs don't want me to be great. When, when we went to break... I was about to, I was like, oh man, I'll, I'll give you an update on what the Mavs are doing on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, they were keeping it close. It was 23-19. They were, they were. Yeah, at the end of the first quarter. They were keeping it real close. Since then, 
5-0 run by the Rockets at 28-19. Um, where I guess can we call them the baby Mavs at this point? Because a lot of youth on the court. Yeah, Jaden Hardy, Greg Brown the third, Greg Brown the third's on the court right now. Omax getting a good amount of time. Why Omax try to do a Giannis move? That's the only points they scored the first, the second quarter. I mean, he drove, he went coast to coast and took it to to the rack. Oh yeah, it was twenty three seventeen. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored two points in the second quarter. They're 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 trying. They're uh-huh. they're they are out there giving an effort in Houston. Currently down ten. We're points. not expecting much though. No. So anything they do, if it's if it's close or win, I'm like shocked. But it's amazing. DFW Sports will kind of give you an update. We'll keep you updated. We'll probably probably in headlines we'll give you an update as to like mm. what we saw from the game, what kind of things we were taking away. I imagine not a lot of big takeaways, but still. Yeah, we'll take a chance on that left eye looking over that way. There you go. By the way, quick shout out. Yes, sir. 214 says it's my girlfriend Erica's birthday. Hey. Let's wish her a happy birthday. Let's do that. Happy birthday, Erica. And also, it's my mother's birthday. Yes. Anita Arnold, happy birthday, mama. Happy birthday, Miss Anita. Mama. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big happy birthday to all the folks that have birthdays around this time of year because I know childhood was a tro- was trouble. <laughs> it's like, is this this your quick birthday? And you get, Christmas you get present. one. One. You get one. You better make it good. You do you want one. it now? Do you want it on Christmas Day? Right. Because you, you get, ain't getting two. That's you won. Now, if, if your mama was real good, she would she would play that game. She would bluff, and then you Christmas would come, and there would be another gift under there. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's go around the NFL right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Um, I, as I was kind of running through and making sure that I didn't miss anything, I realized that I did miss something. Apparently, oh. the Chargers uh, released a particular player. Um, they released Sebastian Joseph Day. And so he started all 14 games this season. What position? For a defensive tackle. Okay. And ranked second on the team in quarterback hits. And I was like, I remember when they signed Sebastian Joseph Day as a free agent. And the tough part about it is I'm I'm kind of surprised. I have not seen, uh, you know, Cowboys fans mm-hmm. as soon as somebody comes free. Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. Cowboys? Um, Sebastian Joseph Day has a, like, a, a, a big name in a way. And he's supposed to be good, but the Chargers, one of their things this this season is they, they have a lot of dudes that are supposed to be good that have not played well. And I went and looked at uh, Pro Football Focus, the grades that they have, just to kind of get an idea of mm-hmm. how, how well or poorly he's been playing, especially because defensive tackle isn't one of those ones that you could just grow, go off of some right. counting stats. Um, it's not been particularly good. He's He has not been good, particularly in rush defense, which, look, if you're signing a defensive tackle up here. That's what you're hoping for. You right. better show up. I don't even think that they would want to because you sign him, you're now at least the 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 downs or the the silver lining on Hankins missing time is well more time for Mozzie. Signing somebody else in that place would kind of yeah, impede his anyways. growth. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think uh, Jonathan Hankins is going to be out so long that you. Would they do say that. he should be ready next week against Detroit next Saturday. Hopefully so. And I mean it's a it's a high ankle sprain, so mm-hmm. it, it'll still be something that he's contending with and managing. But um, yeah, it's just just a thing. I know that someone probably saw and was like, "Hmm, question mark." I personally wouldn't. You know, just just me. But like this, Mozzie's gonna have to get better and better, and maybe he needs the reps. Even though you don't want him to be the one that leads your team to the promised land, he's just got to be a part of it. All right, Mozzie, just show me some. Just show me some. Just show me some. Um. Someone who will not be showing anything as we're we're getting to the will the quarterback play portion of around the NFL for the Houston Texans. It'll be a no for C.J. Stroud. He has been ruled out for their game oh, versus man. the Cleveland Browns because he remains in concussion protocol. Case Keenum, I believe it is Case Keenum Case that will Keenum, go. I'm he, he's he started, dead, man. He started in place for them. Been saying it for years for the Titans. He will go for the he's Titans. Surprisingly better than you would ever think 
he actually helped lead the Vikings into the playoffs against Philadelphia a couple of years ago. When Teddy Bridgewater mm-hmm. got hurt, it was Case Keenum. And Case Keenum was up in Kansas City. Believe it or not, Case Keenum played for the Houston Cougars back in the day yeah. and set a touchdown record. And I was like, wait a minute. Yep. He's got something. I'm not saying he's going to be some star, but he's got something where he can hold it down. Yeah, he's, he's, he is he is your veteran quarterback that limited in, you know, like yeah. ability necessarily, but he, get, he gets things done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's back at home. It'll be interesting to see what they can do. He's got a tough challenge, though, because that, that, as we mentioned earlier, that Browns defense is a problem. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Yeah, they'll get after you. Um, Miles Garrett's trying to get some more sacks. Again, quarterbacks, will they, won't they? The answer is yes for this one. Geno Smith will start after a sharp week in practice. Uh, they've got. You don't think he's suddenly healthy because they won last week? Honestly, he felt he was a little disappointed. Uh, the reporting he was, goes because he was on the sidelines in, in uniform. He was he? he was activated yes, for that game. He was act- uh, and it was a game time decision, right? And Pete ultimately, Carroll. ultimately, the team decided to go against that and have Drew Lock play. They benefited they from won. it, and you got another you got another week of Geno Smith getting Rested. himself right, and now he will be ready to go as the Seattle Seahawks will face the Tennessee Titans at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. They gonna win that game. I think so. I, I just, Tennessee's I, just hanging on for dear life. That's right. Um, let's see. How about this? Again, quarterbacks. Will they, won't they go? The answer is no for Zach Wilson of the New York Jets. He is in uh, protocol. He's in concussion protocol. And it just feels like there's so many of these, right? Like, mm-hmm. h- how have you felt this season uh, with the amount of quarterback injuries that we've gotten? I feel like the last time we had something like this, and it wasn't exactly like this, but... Was it? It might have been 2017. It feels like it was one of them years in the mid-teens where it was just like, oh, this is a downright bad product just because there's none of these quarterbacks are here playing. Right. None of the starters. You got all these back backups and clipboard holders. The shocker to me is you got all these different guys that are hurt, and the one guy that is not hurt is Tua. Yeah, and to me, I, I've always thought too is a great quarterback, but he's always hurt. This year, he has not been hurt. Well, some of this uh, jujitsu, yeah, that yeah, because uh, that was a big story. Is uh-huh. the idea that he was taking jujitsu to learn how to fall better and kind yeah. of avoid people laughed about it. I think we actually saw. I want to say, was it last week? We actually saw an instance where you know he was letting the ball go and kind of late got pushed. You know how sometimes it's uh-huh. not a late quarterback hit, but you know right. a player will come through and kind of the, oh, yeah. the momentum of their body will move into the quarterback and the quarterback will kind of fall over. Well, he did like kind of a tuck and roll, and everybody was like, "Oh, there goes that jujitsu kind of yeah. keep." But I mean, hey, it's working. He 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 was able to you know manage that manage yeah. that energy well and not fall and hit his head. You know, bounce his head off the ground. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe we just need to get all our quarterbacks doing a little jujitsu. Believe it or not. Anything that could keep them upright Gotta try and it. healthy, you, you got to try it. Got to give it a go. You can laugh at it at first, but if it worked, then watch. It's kind of like at one point the Cowboys were actually doing some ballet. Did you know that? I did not. When they were at Valley Ranch, uh, one oh, of the strength and conditioning quarterbacks, yeah. they, they were the trainers, they had, they had a, a, a balanced beam bar, and they had them jokers lift their leg up on that bar to stretch. Because back then, you know, these guys weren't stretching. No. Early 2000s, they weren't stretching. They said, you've got to get more flexible. And this balance beam bar, whatever it is, these ballet dancers, you know, they didn't put them in ballet clothes, but they were having them. Oh, no leotards? No leotards. No uh, toe shoes. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine there's a few. Herschel did some ballet for the Fort Worth Ballet. He did. He really did. Herschel is quite the character. He a Renaissance man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I know that you can do that. I'm not gonna try that. I well, wanna... You know, Herschel, he in low, he in uh, where did he? I, I want to say, ever since the election, 
Herschel's in the witness protection program. Ain't nobody seen him. And good. I need that man to lay low. Lay low. He um, might be back in Dallas. Oh, interesting. Could, who knows? I don't. I have no idea. I haven't seen Herschel in a while. Okay. That's my guy. Um, but yes, I mentioned that. When he's uh, not playing politics. That's my guy. <laughs> Zach Wilson is not going to play for the Jets. That means they go back to Trevor Simeon. Best of luck to the New York Jets. <laughs> um, that's that's. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers clear being going away. Yeah, I, I. In fact, I think was it uh Peyton Manning. One of them, they were asking, Aaron Rodgers going, man, Aaron Rodgers, he's clear, but no, he ain't playing, ain't no way. And ultimately, yeah, that that's where we are. Um, one more in the quarterbacks, will they, won't they? The answer is maybe oh. upward inflection. Oh, Trevor Lawrence had been in concussion protocol, and technically, he's still in the concussion I protocol. It was an ankle. Well, no, he was he was dealing with the concussion. He's in protocol. However, he was back at practice today. And, but he has, still has to clear the protocol. So we're in a very will-they-won't-they they circumstance Ooh. for Trevor Lawrence um, as they are going to face off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. This is the showdown. And by the way, Tampa Bay has – not Tampa the, the uh, Jags have lost three straight. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine them losing four straight. And I imagine – look, anytime they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence back, I imagine that adds a little bit more um, – Urgency. Yeah, urgency. Uh, not that you can you can't hurry concussion protocol per se, right? Or at least you would hope that they can't. I I don't know exactly what they do, but um, he's still in the protocol. He was a he, boxer. He wouldn't be ready till January. <laughs> they wouldn't let him for thirty nine days. And look, we need to because we got to protect them, folks. Mm-hmm. We we really do. Um, but yes, Trevor Lawrence, big old maybe. He did practice. So it would it maybe we assume that he's close, but he still has to officially clear protocol to maybe face off against Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. So I got a question for you, Reg, because you're a world you're a worldly kind of guy. Does Trevor Lawrence look more like Sunshine from Remember the Titans mm-hmm. or uh, Jar Jar Binks? Just asking for a friend. I had never heard the Jar Jar Binks oh, one. Just Google it. Okay, you wait. You take your time, Bob. I'm going to tell you. Okay, very good. I'll, I'll, look, I'll take the break. Mm-hmm. I'll think about that. And on the other side, we will rank the NBA Christmas Day games. How how excited are we for all the other NBA games compared to Mavs Suns? We'll do that next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 